most people go to the same old job every day. Doing the same things every day. Barely getting by. But it doesn't have to be that way. This is the real path to BYOB. Be your own boss. Change your life through real estate. On this show, we'll have interviews and inspiration from people who've made it, bringing you real-life stories to help you chart your own path to BYOB. This is the real path to BYOB. Be your own boss. And now, here's your host, Man Sachapuri. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Real Path to BYOB, Be Your Own Boss, the show that aims to inspire you to achieve financial freedom and be your own boss. This is your host, Mansa Chapuri, and today we have another amazing guest with us. His name is Ola Dantes. Ola Dantes is the founder and CEO of Dwellin, a real estate investment firm focused on multifamily syndications based in Houston, Texas. Also a flipper first and then moved to multifamily syndications. So in this episode, let's learn about his journey to being his own boss. Welcome to the show, Ola. Thank you so, so much, Manasas, for having me on the show. I'm really excited to jump in with you today. So great to have you here. So could you get started by sharing with us a little bit about how you got started with real estate and what your career was prior to that? Yeah, definitely. So I always like to tell a story because um, I think it's just way better. Um, uh-huh. you know, to kinda, yeah, to, to kind of give folks some background so they don't think, oh, you know, this person is just buying apartments and they're just so high up. I like to give like a, a really strong foundation. So, you know, my wife and I moved you know, to the U.S. seven years ago from the United Kingdom. That's why I speak this way in case listeners are wondering where's this guy from. So, we, you know, we moved from, from the U.K. yeah to the U.S., um, shortly thereafter, you know, we got a job, my wife got a job, I got, and then I, and I got a job, you know, we had a beautiful, beautiful apartment in Maryland. We were living in Maryland at the time, you know, those kind of luxury apartments you can imagine mm-hmm. there in Austin or here in, in Houston. And, you know, life was great, right? You know, we go to work, come home, do it again, go to work, mm-hmm. traffic, mm-hmm. Do it again. And I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, there's, there's gotta be something else, right? This, I mean, am I just gonna do this and die? Like, I, there's gotta be something else, right? So I was trying to figure out what that thing was, but I, I just couldn't quite get what that thing was. So, kind of during that time, a friend of mine actually from the UK rang me and said, Hey, Ola, can you, you know, meet me in Dubai? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to meet some investors there and I'd like you to come there and meet me and kind of help me with my business. So I did what every smart man does. You know, I prayed about it and I asked my wife, like, hey, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, my friend called me, he wants me to fly out to Dubai. And this was like years ago, right? Bef- you know, this is pre-COVID time. So mm-hmm. Zoom wasn't everywhere like it is today. But she was like, hey, you guys you know, Skype, you know, or mm-hmm. FaceTime, or why, why do you have to go the way there? And I told her like, hey, if I do go on this trip, maybe I would learn something, you know. And at the time I was kind of, you know, looking for that something anyways. So I convinced my wife, you know, I was on the plane, got to Dubai, wasn't as fancy as anything might think. I wasn't like caught biking in the desert. Or I didn't get picked up by a limousine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like literally this very mediocre, you know, probably a two-star or three-star hotel. 
And we just like masterminded on my friend's business for like three days straight. And, you know, during that process, uh, I realized that I could do this in America, right? You know, and the reason my friend called me is because he have a master's degree in strategy and consulting and marketing. So he wanted me to kind of help him kind of rehog and restructure his business. So, you know, during that time, as I was flying back to America on the plane, I was like, oh my goodness, I think I can do this in America. But I didn't know anything about, you know, property investing or real estate investing. But, you know, I, I went back, I went to my best friend, right? When I go back, you know, my best friend being Google. Okay, <laughs> okay. Google God, right? <laughs> Answers everything. Uh, what is this real estate business thing, right? So I just started Googling and then shortly thereafter, you know, this website, you know, kept coming up, bigger pockets, bigger. I'm like, what is this bigger pockets thing? So I clicked on there and then, as I was going through, I saw that they had a podcast. I got plugged into the podcast. I started listening from the bottom. So for anybody listening, pay attention. This is how you do this. This is my, this was my path. Very crucial, right? I started listening from the, you know, from the bottom of all the podcasts that they've had from, you know, I, I don't know at the time, probably two, three years. I can't remember how long. And then on every podcast, every guest would usually say a book that changed everything for them. It was rich that for that. So I went to my second best friend. Amazon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can see I like tech too, when I said, right? <laughs> so I, I bought the book, right? And after I read that book, it just changed my mindset totally. I was like, hold on a second. This guy, Robert Kiyosaki, stole my idea. Like, that's what I've been trying to figure out. Like, this going to work, coming home, is this, it was all in that book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as they said, you know, the rest was history. So we basically just, you know, after that, I think like three, four months after we bought our first building, right? So I'm one of those people, I'm like obsessive. I get really, really narrow focused, blinders on. But our first building was a duplex in Baltimore, Maryland, right? Obviously, didn't know anything about all of that, but I read. I had that self-education period, right? When I was doing the bigger podcasts, the Amazons, buying all the books, reading, you mm -hmm. know, listening to all the podcasts. So I, I knew what I was going to do with our duplex. Anyway, we, when we bought it, we actually bought it with tenants in the top floor. The bottom floor was empty. So my wife and I moved into that. Well, before we moved in, we did a kind of a light, a light value add, what we call it now in, in the apartment mm -hmm. situation. And we moved in, you know, and we had the tenant tops, right? And, you know, my wife and I had an epiphany, right? We were at home one day, you know, doing what lovers do, right? After work, cooking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, noticing that I'm starting to have money, right? For my job, right? You know, like I was, I was a business analyst actually as well. So it's kind of similar to tech, right? You know, I was like, I, I just have money in my account, you know, because now we have this building and the tenants upstairs were paying for the mortgage, for I mean, most of the mortgage. Right. <laughs> so all that money just kept growing. I was like, I'm, I'm not used to this. Like, I'm not used to having money. You know? <laughs> like, I got paid and I just paid, you know, the rent. But now that we... So my wife and I just kind of thought, hey, what if we just did this like five, ten times? Like, we wouldn't have to go to work. <laughs> you know, that was the epiphany for us. Like, oh my goodness, we just needed five of this and we'll be good. And that's when, you know, I, I found a mentor, you know, um, joined the, men this is really important, joined, you know, found someone who was buying an apartment, then, you know, started up my company, dwelling.com. And as they said, you know, um, the, 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 the rest is history in the making, I want to say. 
Awesome. Wow. That is such a fantastic story. So you first got a taste of it with your one duplex and then you just wanted to scale up more and make a business out of it. Correct. Correct. And I knew for me to kind of make that jump, I would require some kind of structured, more complex Mm -hmm. path because it's buying an apartment, not buying a tiny duplex. Yes. It's a lot of money. So you want to do it right. So what was your first project after you learned about it with a mentor? What did you do starting out? Yes, actually, before I go to that, um, you know, I want to mention what happened. Um, So I, I got a mentor. Uh Right. I got on the course. I was following the path. And then I met a a partner that said, hey, Ola, you're doing well. You've got this duplex. You're doing well in real estate. Let's go flip some houses down the street. (laughs) We're going to make $50,000. So I made a schoolboy error. Right. (laughs) I made, you know, well, in retrospect, I'll take that as a lesson. Right. Uh, You know, as an experience. So I ended up going into flipping, you know, and we flipped a few houses. You know, it wasn't horrible. But I realized that I didn't like flipping, right? It was basically a job. And I was also, I realized that I was a perfectionist, right? (laughs) So I was going to my projects every day and telling them, no, you didn't paint this right. And my contractors were, you know, just frustrated with me because I wanted things in a a particular way. And I realized it wasn't just making $50,000 down the street. I realized it wasn't as glamorous as it looked on HGTV, right? And I realized I didn't have the temperament for that business, right? And I didn't enjoy it personally, right? I know a lot of flippers. I interview a lot of flippers on my podcast. They do, they do fantastically well. For me, it just wasn't my thing, right? So, but I obviously, during that time, it took me about a year and a half to go through this project, right? But during that time, I was lacking in my, in my apartment syndication course because I veered off. Right. I, I, you, you have to. Right. You you can't eat your cake and have it. Right. So I veered off. Right. And, you know, one of my saying is in life, there's always a price to pay and there are no discounts. You're always going to pay the full price. So I did pay that full price because at the time I left my my syndication group, you know, by the time I came back, all my all my peers in my cohort, you know, some of the people, some of your listeners might even know their names. They were buying a hundred unit building. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I, you know, I, I you know, I, that that bit like a year and a half of my my apartment syndication career and it, and it costed me it still cost me actually to be honest with you but to answer your question you know when i go back you know one of the one of the i think the ways to really scale in this business you know I, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a, an apartment building right now on the contract in houston texas awesome and yeah yeah congratulations yeah. yeah thank you hopefully we'll, we'll close soon but you know what i was going to say is partnerships is so critical right you know before you get into the business of buying apartments your brain not you, you know, your brain will tell you, you can do this by yourself. You cannot, right? This is not like buying a house down the street. This is buying an apartment building. You need lawyers, you need brokers, you need lenders, you need Freddie Mac, you need title company, you need investors, you need general other partners that would help. You need a whole village. It's literally, you know, I was telling someone on my deal right now, 
I, I think I've probably received like 3,000 emails over the course of <laughs> the, the, the past 60 days. It's just oh a lot. Yeah. You know, my friend is, a, is an engineer, so you could get that from a quantitative perspective. It's really just a lot. But anyway, partnerships really helped me to, to you know, kind of get into, you know, a deal, which was like 160 units in Houston, right? So what I did was I joined you know, the, the, you know, that team and kind of help, you know, with the whole process of buying it. Um, so, you know, that was my, that was my very, very, you know, big deal. Right. And, yeah. But I was still in Baltimore at the time. So that was really interesting. So that was your first deal moving away from slips to getting into multifamily syndication. Correct. Okay. 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 And Correct. you, you, you did that with other partners. Correct. I, I had to. I mean, right, I, right. I I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah, it was a yeah. it was a pretty big. It was a pretty big deal. <laughs> no yeah, for sure. <laughs> what, what was the role you played in that deal? What yeah. was your learning in that very? I mean, one sixty is a huge deal, right? What was your role? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, varies, right? But in the beginning, it's more like you know. Um, helping with kind of raising money and then obviously helping putting the slide deck together um, and then obviously post closing helping with some form of like asset management or investor relations on my on my end so the the, the roles vary you know depending on the process right, right. You know, pre and post closing got it got it awesome so you mentioned the importance of having this whole team because there is you just can't do it alone Right. So how did you find your uh, partners? Because you said you had moved away to flipping in that mm-hmm. time when your peers were in the course. So mm-hmm. how did you actually network and find partners when doing this deal? Yeah, good question. So, you know, when I got back, I was like, hey, you know, on the Facebook page, I'm back. I'm, I'm the prodigal son. I left, but, you know, I shouldn't have. <laughs> Is anybody looking to, you know, do any deals right now? And you just kind of like, we, we have a closed, um, you know, pretty close knit Facebook, mm-hmm, group, you know, mm-hmm, with my mentor mm-hmm. right now. So that's kind of what I did. And obviously started reaching out to people and, you know, somebody, you know, couple of the guys there we you know went on calls we 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 felt that our values matched we, we kind of really loved what they were doing they were kind of in the same stage as me you know mm-hmm. i'm just getting married having kids so we were just kind of there was just a whole mesh in our partnership and the reason i'm emphasizing this is when you want to go out there and find people you want to do deals with and business it's you it's got to be you know it's got to be people you like, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it's a marriage. You're going to be in a deal for, you know, usually five to seven years, maybe three to five if you're lucky. It's a long amount. It's a long amount of time. So you got to make sure that those people share the same values, um, have the same outlook, um, same perspective on life as you do. Because if God forbid, you know, something really bad happens with the deal, you know, you're going to be able to handle it similarly the same, you know, the same way as opposed to somebody kind of on the opposite spectrum of your values. Makes sense. Makes sense. That is some great piece of advice. Be on the same wavelength with your partner so that you can really navigate the good and the bad throughout your deal. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. So I just want to backtrack to you a little bit, like starting out from when, uh, you know, you took this course to like doing this deal. Were there any bad recommendations that came across your way? Hmm. So bad recommendation in terms of like course to go with, is that what you mean? Investing. And there's so much that goes on in real estate, right? Like flips was what you started with. And that sounded like was it was something you learned a lot from and it was not your thing. But was there any other bad recommendations that came across your way? Yeah, I think, you know, I think first and foremost, 
I, I, you know, I'm always on bigger pockets and you mm. know, I listen to I re, people reach out to me asking for advice. I think the most important thing is when you, before you start your journey, you need to try to figure out the kind of person you are, right? Number one, right? What kind of person am I? Do I like people or do I like spreadsheets? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it sounds crazy, but like, do I want to, you know, do I like people? If you like people, then for the apartment syndication business, you want to stay on in the investor relations side. You want to figure out how to raise money by talking to more people, going to more conferences, going to more webinars, right? That's your thing. But if you like spreadsheets and hate people, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you just underwrite, right? Just underwrite deals and build, you know, a spreadsheet and a model, right? That can help, right? Because somebody does not like that part of the business. So you can then find that person so number one really is like kind of know thyself right Mm, number two yeah number two figure out exactly exactly what you think you want to do in terms of your real estate strategy right you might just be a very you know down to earth quiet don't care about apartments just want to buy a rental every year Mm -hmm. And that's a retirement plan. I know a guy literally right now, all he does is buy like condos okay. <laughs> and rent it out okay. to Section 8 tenants. That's all he does. I think he has like 30. Okay. That's all he does. He does not care about apartments. He has zero interest in buying multifamily. He doesn't care. But his plan is in like 20, 25 years, he's going to have maybe 50 condos. He knows there's going to be a lot of management, but that's, that's his retirement plan. And he's okay with that, right? Everybody should understand that strategy very early on, right? It's kind of me starting with my multifamily, then go to flip, then come back. No, 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 no. Figure out what it is exactly that you want to do. It could be land. It could be self-storage. It could be mobile mm. homes. It could be wholesaling. It could be, it doesn't matter. And then when you prove concept, meaning when you either break even or make some money in that strategy with which you've picked, then you can pivot, right? You know, you've made money by wholesaling, then you can try to flip. Or Mm. you did a flip, then you can pivot into land investing. Like, just don't try to do too many things all at once. And I see a lot of that with newbie investors. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you're saying, first, you need to figure out what works for you, and then go out and learn and see if that matches with your interest and what you want to do long term, and then start putting time and energy there. And then decide next steps based on how that pans out. Correct. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So are you completely into your business uh, now, like dwelling, or are you still working a W-2 job? I am still working a W-2 job. I earn six figures. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that publicly, but... I like to tell people, you know, some people think I don't have a W-2 job. You know, some people know I do, but Mm -hmm. I do because first and foremost, I think it's just a good story to tell that I have my day job and I'm doing all of this. So you can too, right? (laughs) That's that's a good story to tell. You know, it's a lot, but you can do it. But the other thing is, you know, I like to say, you know, if you have a fantastic, like if you have a good paying job, you know, don't be in a rush, right? It's a good tagline i'm a full-time investor like yeah that's awesome you know but if you have a, a i mean especially right now you know in the economy if you have a great job that you get paid well and maybe you enjoy it there's no rush right that's why you have property management companies right to manage your assets right that's why you have brokers that's why you have you know those 
people in your team to help with, you know, remove the weight. Now, of course, the whole premise of getting into real estate is to quit your job. Especially mm-hmm. if you're on the spectrum of like you just can't stand your job and you want to get out of it, then that's fine. And that's a different strategy. But there, there are some people I know many that still keep their high paying job, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and use that to fund their retirement, right? I'm I'm in my thirties right now, so even if I make a few more, you know, bucks with my W two job, I, for me personally, it's it's why some people it's too kind of school of thought. Yeah, right? do you want to bond the boat and you know, just quit your job. No, 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 no. Don't quit your job. <laughs> yes. I actually love what you said about that because uh, like having a W2 job is that safety net while you slowly transition, learn and, you know, learn pieces of this and also have, do, do it with the team and then transition over when you are completely ready because W2 is like your secure and safety net, right? So just leaving that out is not something that I would do either. So I really like that you are going with the same strategy. Yeah. And, ex- you know, especially like I've got two kids, mm-hmm, I've got a wife, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got to be responsible. But also I think there's a, there's a statistic that I read. People will keep their job while they build their side business, have a 33 chance more um, of success than people will quit. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think that is? Did they say anything about it? Yeah, I think it's everything we've been saying, man. I says, like, if you, you know, like what we're doing now, if you have a good job, you know, I'm, I've got a deal right now. Freddie Mac is looking at everything, right? You know, who is this guy? What does he do? So they, they run a great check on you. You know, they see that you have a, so it, it actually, people just, I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that. And I also think it's a, it's, it's a stage in life. Like if you're a 25 year old, like you live with your mom, yeah. you know, you're working at Pizza Hut or I don't know, quit that job and focus on wholesaling. But mm-hmm. if you're 30 something year old man, you know, you probably have a clean job in the six figures. Are you crazy? Like, why would you quit that? That's like crazy. You're like, there's right. no, like, cause real estate takes so long to get off the ramp. People don't understand. Like it takes so, I've been at this for six years. It takes so long to get, it's like taking off. It, it takes a while. So right. you, you should never be in any rush to say bomb the boats. I think it's just a more seminar guru sales pitch type thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. agreed totally agreed yeah that's that's great i think that's a good piece of advice for you know my listeners also who want to start actively investing but are in this dilemma if they need to quit their job because it can be demanding too it's and it's hard to manage both so it just depends on if you want that safety and security and also for the purpose of the loan to get qualified easier or if you have that safety in the form of your wife or someone else working, then maybe yes. you can take that chance. Yeah, if your wife is like a doctor or something, yeah. it's really like ridiculous. About, yeah, do it. You know, your partner working, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. But uh, you know, one last thing, and we can move to the next thing is, you know, also it's okay if you're working and you have a high paying job. Mm-hmm. What you should do is, you know, reach out to someone like Manassas, right? Partner with them mm-hmm. on a deal, right? Mm-hmm. Invest on that apartment deal learn right you don't right. there's no need for you to take yourself out of your job because like you know there's you're not going to be doing that much after you buy a property right because you have you know people to help you along the way right, right. so and then when you get to a point where you have like five thousand units or a thousand units or whatever then you can it's it, you know you just have to be very wise about that kind of decision 
Right, right. I think at the point where you're able to replace your W-2 income or somewhere around, then it makes sense and from a financial standpoint to make that transition full-time. 100% agree. Right. You said it yeah. so much better. 100% agree. <laughs> Thank you. So now that you're managing both your W-2 and running this and you were very successful so far. So I want to understand and also for my listeners, share with us some strategies that you use for being productive. I love to-do list. I know that's that could be controversial, right? It's like, you know, I love, I love having a to-do list. Um, but before I go into like actually the tactical thing, I kind of want to go more on the, should I say soft part, right? So some strategies that I use is meditation, right? I wake up super early, 4.50, 5 a.m. usually every day. That's before, you know, that's what I call my moment of quietude. My babies are not, you know, screaming, shouting daddy, you know, whatever. My wife is not trying to talk to me about what happened to her for the day. It's just me at 5 a.m. meditating, right? And then after I do that, you know, I love tea. I'm British. And <laughs> you know, I drink my Chinese oolong tea and then I'll go for a walk right? Or run if I'm, if my knees allow, allow me on that day. And then I'll do that. So by, you know, by the time I walk into the door, it's seven o'clock. My, my, you know, my first baby, she's four, she's about to go to school, right? Then my day really starts. But that, from that 4.50 to seven, it's a moment for me, right? And I think a lot of people don't get that. And that becomes a problem. Now you might say, I'm not a morning person and that's fine. Maybe that's at night, right? You can maybe not go for a run or walk at night, but Maybe at night is when you have that, you know, quiet time. And that really helps, right? Believe it or not, anybody who can hear my voice right now, being successful has a ton to do with your mindset, your heart set, your soul set, and your health set, right? That's a book I read by Robin Sharma, right? Fantastic book, right? It's a, it's a compilation of everything. Right. Have you ever met like someone that is really successful and you just had a conversation with them and you're just like, oh, there's something lacking in this person's soul. Like it's not this person is not complete. Right. You know, you have to have I really like that. The four things, you know, for you to be completely, you know, at peace and gracious with yourself. Right. So I think those things are really important. So that that is non-negotiable to be a successful entrepreneur. Right. People say to me, oh, you're so chilled. I'm like, yeah, because I, I meditated at this point. And if I did, if I woke up, at, if my alarm woke me up at seven and I ran out the door, uh, you know, and I heard the news and, you know, Trump said something and the world is crazy and I get to, you know, work. And I'm no, you just have to you have to be in the right right frame of mind. It's so critical, right? And so that's kind of that part I don't joke with, right? I try my best to be disciplined at, at those things, right? Mm -hmm. And other strategies, you got to read a lot. You, you, you have to read a ton. Like I read a lot, right? And I'm, I'm getting this, um, it's, I think it's, it's called Get Abstract. They're like summary of books, right? You can just read. If you don't have time, you can just like listen or read, right? You got to listen to podcasts, right? Things like that. But to go kind of go back to your question, to be productive, right? What are the tactical things to do is you just got to have checklist, prioritize the checklist, figure out a way to have kind of routine, mm. right? It's mm. so, it's so important. There's a method to the madness, Right. It's, there is such a method. Like I have certain things I'm doing right now. I've been doing it for years, but I tried to do it. You know, I would go to LinkedIn 
I would comment on five people's posts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a trick. I would actually comment on an ad on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And you might go, why would you, that's stupid. Why, why would you do that? Because that ad is shown to thousands of people. Oh, wow. <laughs> so my name would be on that comment. Who is this all dances? Let me, let me click it, right? So I'm leveraging on their marketing dollars, right? So there are certain things, and I, I, I like to do that almost every day if, if I have a, you know, a pretty mm-hmm. and I'm not busy, but those are things I do. I have a checklist. I have a routine of things I have to do every day. So every day I do that, right? So today, after this, I'm going to go on bigger pockets. I'm giving you all my tricks, Minister. Wow, and I, I, <laughs> for my listeners. So everyone pay attention. <laughs> I go on bigger pockets and I, I comment on 10 posts every day. Every day, I'm trying to do that. You know, so there are certain things that you have to do for your business that would help you get to where you need to get to. But it's hard work. It's just like grit. It's just like there's a book called, you know, from Angela Duckworth. It's just a lot of work. People don't realize, but it's just, well, if you're ready to put in that work, you will see results. Mm, wow. So just to add in my thoughts about everything that you just shared, I absolutely love your morning routine and I resonate so much with starting out your morning with like that synchronicity in your mind, body, heart, energy, you know, just being that whole person to figure out where you want to align and the direction you want to go into. So that that is, that's so great to hear that from you. And the other part, which you mentioned, which is like at the end, which is the marketing, I think that's really useful because that's how you get to put yourself out there, right? Initially, you don't want to invest too much in your business. You are not even making any money. So you want to put yourself out there and just let people know by, you know, doing these things, I assume, right? Yes, yes. It's, it's I mean, it's, if you own a business, you're in the sales business. <laughs> it is it's like, there's no ifs and buts. Like if you own a business, you are selling something. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like when you see all the successful people, everything looks so glamorous, but there is a lot of hard work and consistency and routines that have gone behind the scenes that go unnoticed. Um, and I says, that is another podcast. Oh my goodness. Especially Instagram is notorious for this stuff. Yes, because you mentioned consistency and it kind of like rang this bell in me. Like consistency is boring. Like, you know, but you, it can really produce results over time. And those results just get keep, just keep getting amplified if you are persistent and if you keep doing it. So that is so important. It's boring. It's so boring. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Some of my friends ask me like what I do. I mean, I am at this point where I'm trying to be consistent. So if I tell even my family, when I tell them it's the same thing, they are like, oh, you're so boring. (laughs) That's what works for me because I am able to see that I'm going somewhere. And if I try to change it up and do something exciting every day, that's nowhere to like, it doesn't take you anywhere, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's don't forget, it's like what I said in the beginning, right? Try to prove concept before you start experimenting. Like you, uh-huh. something has to work first before, you know, and these things do work. Like if you, like anyone listening to this can try this. Go on your LinkedIn, just one social media and comment on like 10 people's posts. Like, oh, congratulations on your new promotion. And then for the next week, watch your view, your profile viewership go up. For every action, there's a reaction, right? right? 
Right. For every action, there's a reaction. So, and that's the boring part. Who wants to do that? Who wants want to do that every single day for five years straight? <laughs> like, nobody wants to do that. Most folks, most folks just want to browse through and read and keep going, right? It's like we, we consume a lot of content, but actually putting something out there is the hard part. It's so, yeah. And, oh, my goodness. You are saying so many things you don't want. You don't even want me to jump on. Like, <laughs> with Instagram as well, people, you know, want to post. And it's a lot of work. I'm sure you know this. It's a lot of yes. work. A lot yeah. goes behind scenes to get a that post, which catches attention. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Like, but that's yeah, what it takes. For sure. Uh, switching tracks a little bit to podcasts and books and what has influenced you on this path. So you mentioned Bigger Pockets as one, and you mentioned a couple of books. But what is the one book you would name that really stood out to change your direction and get you into real estate? Oh, man. I have a book, Meditations. Meditations, right? Marcus Aurelius. It's not about meditations, by the way. It's not about meditating or anything like that. It's about, uh, it's more of a philosophical book, right? It's about kind of the ruling principle, which is your brain, right? It, It talks a lot about that. And it talks a lot about death, right? I know that's really morbid. But when you think about like how much time we have or do not have on this, on this, you know, on this dimension, right? It doesn't matter what you believe in. You realize you need to give it all that you've got. It's like Oprah said, when, when I'm gone, I want, I want to be empty. I want to give the world everything I have. You know, so that is like a book that just really changed that for me. Like just, you know, the, the amount of time that we don't have on this planet. So what can we do to just give back and give all of ourselves, you know, to the world? Wow. It's really, really, really interesting that you mentioned that because a lot of people don't want to talk about death and see it as something bad, right? And just a little bit of background on me, I am spiritual too. And I guess once you try and like read about that, like having death kind of makes you realize how important life is because you have a limited time and you just want to maximize the potential of life. So actually in in that perspective, death is not something bad because that is what makes you realize the essence and importance of life. Because let's say we were immortal, everyone would just go wasting their time around right? Like, why would you need to do important stuff? Like, just go around, waste time. You have infinite time. But because we have limited time, I think it's extremely crucial to put put our energy and our life in things that really matter to us. So that was interesting that you share that uh, same thought. That's beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. And it it kind of goes into how, why you want to take care of your body, right? Because, you know, the very first thing of of being an entrepreneur is do not die. Like that's the mm-hmm. first advice because mm-hmm. if you're dead, you can't grow your business. Yeah. So that, that's why you exercise. That's why you meditate. That's why you, you know, you, you, yeah. you take care of this, of this capsule, this, this body we're in, right? Because you don't need to die before your time, right? It all, it all fits in. 
It's your real, true asset in this world, your mind and your body. It's, so, it sounds so basic, but we, we forget that. Yes, right? yes. We all get so carried away by the little stresses of the day and this just yes. goes behind the scenes. So it's it, like, unless you're conscious about it and you constantly remind yourself, then you can put it into action on a day-to-day basis. So, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. What have been the most influential people in your life? My mother, my mother actually and i sadly lost her two years ago oh i'm so, so sorry yeah 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 worst thing ever you know i'll say my mother and you know i'll probably say i've got a a couple of friends that i really look up to my wife definitely very influential person my sister in the united kingdom i'll tell you a funny story you know i had my 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 username on on instagram Right. And it was like grateful investor. I was kind of just experimenting with it. And then she's like, what are you doing? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, grateful investor. What do you mean? I was like, yeah, I'm an investor and I'm grateful. She's like, oh, just your name is so much better. Like all the dancers. Like, can you change that? And I just, I changed it immediately. Um, if you don't call that influential, I don't know what that is. So my, that's my sister, in, you know, in the UK. She's very wise, extremely wise. Nice, nice. It's so, it's such a blessing to have such beautiful family and friends that care for you and constantly help you grow. That's, yes. that's so great. It's, it's so, so crucial. Great. Yes, yes. Do you have any quotes that you live by or you think about on a constant basis? Yeah, I, I have so many, but I think I'll, I'll say a couple, right? One of my favorite ones, especially for right now, the world that we live in, this is really important. Pay attention, listeners. You are not depressed. You are comparing you are not depressed. You are comparing. And the reason I say that is we live in a social media era. Mm-hmm. Everybody's posting about this amazing life mm. on social media and nothing is wrong. Right? Mm. Mm. And we are behind that screen thinking, oh my God, look at this person. They just bought 200 units. And look at me. I only bought, you know, 50 or one. Oh, my life is so horrible. Oh, look at this girl. Look at her husband, her family. She always traveling. And look at me. I just have a high-paying job in America. (laughs) (laughs) What about people in India Mm. without without, without access to water? What about people in Africa? Mm -hmm. What about the 400,000 lives that we've lost to COVID-19? So... You are not depressed, you are comparing. So I'm, I don't know wherever this is touching today, you know, wherever you publish this, but we need to stop comparing. That is killing people, literally. We need to stop comparing. Follow your path, live your life, stay true, and be okay with who you are. So that's number one. <laughs> number two. Awesome. Yeah, you know, um, thanks. Yeah, num- number two is in life, there's always a price to pay and there are no discounts. Right. In life, there's always a price to pay and there are no discounts, you know. And for folks who don't understand that, for everything you do in life, there's a repercussion, good or bad. And there's not going to be any like you can't discuss like, oh, can I, you know, can I get a discount for this repercussion? Like, no, 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 no. If you say all I want to do is be a W2, you know, worker for the next 30 years, then there's a price to Mm -hmm. pay for that. Mm -hmm. If I want to Mm -hmm. be an entrepreneur and take a risk. There is a price, there's a sacrifice. Maybe you're not going to have enough time. You're not going to, you're going to have to like work late. There's always a price to pay and you would always pay it in full. 
So those are my two quotes that I want to leave with your listeners today. Wow, awesome. That is, those are some really great quotes. Very enlightening to kind of know that, you know, especially with the social media being so important in this COVID era and people just spending so much time online. This is a really great message to like put out there. So people understand like what is out there on social media is not the complete true picture, right? There is always a lot that, that goes behind the scenes that and a lot that you don't know or can't even think about so yes comparing needs to like stop and you can't really get the full picture from social media anyways it's just one other marketing slash influencing uh you know platform uh and i like the second one that you said to no discounts in life yes that is so true like you really need to figure out where you want to go put your energy there and that's how it works could you share a little bit is that the same as like no shortcuts in life does that like go hand in hand no discounts and no shortcuts perfect essentially right essentially like you you basically like let's say you want to be a doctor like i'll just make it very basic right you want to be a doctor Mm -hmm. or you let's say actually let's make let's make it a little bit interesting you want to be a neurosurgeon which means Mm -hmm. you're going to be helping people with brain tumors or you're going to be doing brain surgery and you take you 10 years to be that's that's what the world has has said for you to be able to touch anybody's brain as a surgeon it takes 10 years you are not going to do it in one it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter if you like take a you know spaceship and go like go to space and talk with aliens and they give you like alien technology and you come back to earth like we don't care like right here in earth it takes 10 years you're gonna have to go through that you mm. have to pay the mm. price you have to do the residency you have to you know, watch older surgeons, you have, you know, if you want to be a real estate syndicator, this is how long it usually takes for people that look like you or act like you or come from the same place as you, right? I can never compare myself to some other guys that are buying bigger properties. Maybe they grew up in Texas. Maybe their alumni is from A&M in Texas. I'm this black kid from London. I can't compare myself to all these other guys. It's ridiculous, right? So you have to, that's what I say. I, I want people to pay attention, run your race, be yourself and just go down your lane. Stop looking or thinking you can shortcut this or you can get like a free pass. No, it's just hard, share hard work and you just have to, you just have to give it. You just have to keep going at it. There's no discount. There's no free passes here. Got it. Got it. Definitely something to like make a mental note yes. of. And you need to put in the hard, hard work to, you know, see results. And that's how it is. It's just, you know, straight facts. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Thank you so much for sharing all that and being our guest today. Is there anything else you want to share? Or how can our listeners find you if they want to connect? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, for those watching on YouTube, you can see, you know, there's like there's a little link investwithola.com. So if you go to investwithola.com, that will take you through to our site. Any social media platform that you're on, maybe not parlor, <laughs> but I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm on social, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm on, I'm on, I think I just got on, what's it called now? What's the name of that new platform? It's like where people talk a lot. It's like a radio kind of platform. Clubhouse. 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 I just got on that recently. So I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm pretty ubiquitous. So you can't miss me. And, you know, just, just stay 
stay healthy, um, stay safe. Yeah, love to all your listeners. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that message. So folks, if you love this episode, please do subscribe and leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed and what your takeaway was. So until next time, stay safe and we will be back soon. You've been listening to The Real Path to BYOB. Be your own boss. The 9 to 5. Busting your hump for someone else. Barely scraping by. With this show, that ends. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope we've helped inspire and give you strategies to maximize your passive wealth through real estate. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at Silicon Hills Capital Group and sign up on our webpage at SiliconHillsCapitalGroup.com to be notified about upcoming webinars and get a copy of the monthly newsletter. You're on track with the real path to BYOB. Be your own boss.